We continue with Derech Hashem. Chelik Beis, Perik Beis, we did Sim and Gimel yesterday. And um, there were some good questions that were asked at the end of Derech Hashem yesterday, which were um, fundamental questions that have to do with fundamentals that we still have to speak out here in Sim and Gimel. And um, as we said yesterday, there's a few diukim we have to pick up on over here, which hopefully will let us tie up some loose ends and make some connections and, and, and put together this, this, this uh, simon, this, this paragraph in, um, in its proper working form. So we saw yesterday, and the Ramchal was telling us that from the hachanas that goes into Eilam Hazah as being that feeder station for Eilam Haba is the idea that um, Books have to be balanced. Books have to be balanced. And the Rebbeinu certainly wants everyone to get Taylam Haba. But mankind, Ayikla Yisrael, has to be broken down into two categories, those who are going to make it and those who are not going to make it. The Rishayim and the Tzadikim. The Rishayim and the Tzadikim. And the Tzadikim are the ones who are going to make it there. The Rishayim are the ones who are not going to make it there. The problem is, Bechira, <coughs> although it does allow for these two categories of Rishayim and Tzadikim, Bechir does allow for, certainly, for things to not be black or white in their entirety. Bechir allows for a tzaddik to have averis and for a rasha to have mitzvahs. So what is a tzaddik and what is a rasha? So we know, it goes based on the roiv, the Ramchal tells us, where you get defined based on the majority of your actions, someone whose majority is toiv, is Good deeds, mitzvahs, ma'isim toivim. He's a tzaddik. And someone whose majority uh, actions are unfortunately the opposite, he is defined, categorized, classified, and 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 uh, on his record, in Shemaim, it'll say that he's a rasha. So that's the tzaddik, and that's the rasha. But certainly, the tzaddik can have mitzvahs, and presumably will have. I'm sorry, the tzaddik will have a virus on his record. And the rasha. Is, it's, he's bound to do, you know, something right once in a while. You, know, you can have a Russia that just, like, never gets it right. Nah, Russia's certainly going to be doing some things good here and there. So, <coughs> Ramchal said, you can't just send the tzaddik into Eilam Haba without accounting for his mitzvah, uh, his he earned Eilam Haba. But the system of Baruch has to be perfect, has to be just and fair. If we are able to overlook things, and ignore things, that's a flaw in the system. You have to deal with the mute Averis, and you have to deal with the mute mitzvahs of the Rasha. So that's part of what's going on in Eilam Hazeh. Eilam Hazeh is, the, is, is in addition to everything else that Eilam Hazeh serves. Is that it's the way to get into Eilam Haba, but it's the way of ensuring that our passage to Eilam Haba is on a way of accountability, in a way of fidelity, or in a way that's a, a closed system that is a system of justice and justness and fairness. And Eilam Hazeh is where we deal with the accounting, with, the, with balancing the books. And we're going to see in, in Dalit, there's things that aren't dealt with even in Eilam Hazeh. There's things that have to wait for Eilam Haba to be dealt with, or whatever, the, 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 um, the, the period in between the two Eilamas. But for now, we deal with Eilam Hazeh. Eilam Hazeh allows there to be this great cosmic accounting and balancing of the books, and that the miyut avers of a tzaddik, he will suffer for in this world. <clears throat> so there is an accounting, and the, the Averis have been dealt with. The system is balanced, and the Tzadik can now move on to Eilam Haba. 
without worrying about having any any uh, imbalances in the system. And the miut mitzvahs of the Rasha will also be dealt with over here. <coughs> Excuse me, he will get his reward over here. <clears throat> what we asked yesterday, where we pointed out two diukim in this paragraph, the Ramchal and Gimel, <clears throat> uh, one question we asked was, you know, the, the Ramchal ends with, a, with an interesting kind of Lashen, and he says that uh, now that Olam Hazza takes care of the accounting of the um, and the reckoning with the minority, so now the Rishoyim get their payback in this world, they won't go to Olam Abba, they can't have any tainas, they can't have any complaints or arguments over here. And what does the Ramchal want with that? Why is it about the arguments of the Rishayim? You know, why do we need to hear about that? What does it do with what the Rishayim are going to argue? You know, the Ramchal already had a good reason why we need to do this, because Hashem's system has to be just, it has to be fair, it has to be flawless, it has to work. That's the reason why you have to <clears throat> deal with the mitzvahs of the uh, uh, Rishayim and the Avers of the Tzaddikim. Well, why does he end off with this line? And, and now that the system is going to be worked out like this, now the Rishayim can't have any tainas. Uh, we care if the Rishayim have tainas. not about the Rishayim having tainas. The Rishayim are always going to have tainas. Uh, Kosh Baruch Hu is not here to answer every taina, every argument, every complaint, or every, every uh, you know, shmerel and beryl that's out there, every Huey, Dewey, and Louie, every yo-yo. Kosh Baruch Hu has got to answer everyone's complaints. Uh, we have a big complaint box. Why, why, why is Ramchal speaking this out? Now the Rishayim don't have any complaints anymore. Forget about the complaints. The system has to work. That, that already is more than ample justification for this additional level within the system that Ramchal is explaining over here. There's another question like this. This we didn't ask yesterday. We didn't point this out yet. Let's point it out now. Ramchal gave a reason as to why the minority averas <coughs> of the <coughs> excuse me hmm, of the um, of the um, Tzaddik have to be dealt with. And that reason was because the system has to work. The system has to have Tzaddik and Mishpat. has to be just, has to be fair, has to, has to be wholesome. It has to be something that can be defended. Um, it has to be defended. We can't have holes in the system. <clears throat> so that's why the mitzvahs, the Averis of the Tzaddik have to be dealt with. The end, the Ramchal seems to give a different reason. He seems to say something else over here. Ramchal says, um, "Atzadik Einish." There's a few lines from the bottom. "Atzadik Einish Avaynos of Biyusur and Shaboy." But even Shiyushlam and Mishpah Bakayol, his Atzadik, his Averis get are are dealt with through him suffering in this world. Chasasholm. And that way it comes out. Now the system is a system that's just and fair. And is preserved the way we want Olam Haba to work. The Tzadikim are there without any Taruvas Roim Beinehem, without a Erevrav. Without a, 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 a throwing into the pot, the Rishoyim, um, and the Tzadikim themselves, for whom Olam Haba is created and destined, they are able to be there without anything in the way 
of their own hanna, without anything in the way of their own enjoyment, without anything in the way of their own eternal um, appreciation of that relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu that was earned by them. So th- that's the second to last line. And there's something funny going on over there also. Because in the second to last line, Ramchal is making it sound like there's another reason why we have to balance the books over here. Another reason why we have to make sure that the, the tzaddikim suffer in this world. And he's saying that now that they suffered in this world, and now that they paid for their Aves over here, they'll go and tell them, Abba, Bali ikuvim ba'atzam They'll go and tell them, Abba, without any ikuvim, without anything in the way of that hana that is waiting for them. Implying that their Olam Haba would suffer if we wouldn't take care of the Averis over here. Their Olam Haba would suffer. Not just that Hashem's system has to work, and Hashem's system can't have any flaws, and it can't be any holes in the system, you know, people slipping between the cracks and action slipping between the cracks. More than that, if we wouldn't deal with their Averis over here, somehow that would impact their Olam Haba. So the questions are, are, are several. First of all, Lailam Haba is a function of, of, of um, the mitzvahs that I, and my time that I did over here. It's a function of, of what I built up over here. I built myself up over here. So true, I also have some Averis on my record, but Lailam Haba is about the mitzvahs and the Maizim Taivim. Why would it be that if we would overlook things, you know, the, the, the Averis... What impact my Elam Haba? Elam Haba is a function of the mitzvahs and the Maizim Taivim. There's no Averis in Elam Haba. Right? Averis are a product of this world. Why is it that if we don't deal with the Averis over here, that's going to affect my Elam Haba? My Elam Haba is not a word in the Nishton Averis. Well, I mean, it is if I was Gaber, that can translate into, uh, into Avada, can translate into Schar, but it's not a function of, of the lack of Averis. It's a function of the mitzvahs that I built up. So uh, I built up those mitzvahs. I earned my Elam Haba fair and square. Why is it that the Ramchal is saying at the end that now that we burn off the Averis, now they can enjoy Elam Haba? Why would that get in the way? But second of all, why does he need two reasons over here? He already told us why the Tzadikim have to suffer for the Averis in this world. And that is because the system has to be fair and just. It can't be that a Tzadik, as long as you make yourself 51% uh, Maisim Toivim, you're a Tzadik and you can, we can ignore the 49% that you went against God. They, they can't work. The system will, will break down. That's flaw in the system. That already justifies, accounts for this idea that we have to, the Tzadik has to, has to make an accounting <coughs> in this world. Why do we need a second argument? Why do we need a second svar? Why do we need a second justification? So let's use that as our point of departure for today to, to um, wrap some things up, tie up these loose ends over here, explore and understand this and appreciate this all together. And it's like this. The Ramchal gives two different reasons in the beginning and in the end of the paragraph as to why the Tzadikim have to suffer for their Averis in this world because there are two different reasons. There's two different dinam going on over here. Two different aspects of why this has to happen. One is Tako, Mitzad Hashem system. The system has to be Kela Munavein Oval Tzadik V'yosherhu Shiches Loi Loi HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Kela Munavein Oval Hashem is Shalim, um, perfect, and from that perfection means the systems that are set up, that are run and directed by the Rebbe are perfect. So there can't be any type of avel. There can't be any type of looking the other way. That doesn't exist. There can't be. Okay. 
You can't do Averis and get away with them. Beseder. So that already is a Siba HaMechayeves, is, is an idea that, that, that now demands that the Averis of the Tzadik have to be dealt with. Beseder. In addition to that, in addition to that, Ramchal is pointing out the beauty of the system, how elegant it is, and how everything is, is, is intertwined with everything else. He's pointing out to us, pointing out to us, in addition to that, if the Averis wouldn't be dealt with in this world, they actually would impact on the Olam Haba and the Hana factor, the Hana quotient of the Tzadik L'Azulavoy for Neitzach Netzachim. Why is that? <coughs> for the very simple... And what? <coughs> the enjoyment, benefit. If he would walk into Eilam Habba with those Averis, they would get in the way from his eternal delight, his eternal benefit, his eternal joy in Eilam Habba. Even though that's a function of his mitzvahs and a function of his mitzvahs time, but he could come into Eilam Habba with Averis that haven't been dealt with and we're just kind of ignoring and sweeping under the rug, he comes into Eilam Habba with that rug, they actually are going to get in the way. They're going to interfere. Why? We ask, what do you mean? But Eilam Habba is a function of everything that I did on my mitzvahs and mitzvahs time. I still did them fair and square. But the answer is... It's not just a function of mitzvahs and ma'is as we mentioned several times in the first chalik of Ramchal. Olam Haba is ultimately all about dveikus, as the Ramchal himself keeps saying, and dveikus is all about oneness and oneness with God, which is the ultimate benefit, the ultimate hanah, the ultimate tainu, the ultimate um, high, the ultimate euphoria, the ultimate peak of existence which is nothing that can compare to the, the finite coming as close as it can to being one with the infinite, to appreciating and tapping into infinite infinitude. That's all about being in sync with Hashem, being on the same wavelength as Hashem, and being in consonance with Hashem. If someone is in Olam Haba, and there are still items in his file, on his record, and in his persona that were never dealt with, which we call Averis, aspects of him, which what? We're out of sync with God. We're out of line with the Rebbein Nishalaylam, which we're not on the same wavelength. And that's a steer to Hashem. And that to the degree that this person <clears throat> has that on his record, that interferes with his ability to really bond with the Rebbein Nishalaylam. How can you be at one with Hashem when you are at odds with Hashem? And certainly... This person has been classified as a tzaddik, which means apiroi. He's someone who it, it, it can be at one with Hashem, be'etzim, for sure. But there's areas where he's out of sync. And there's areas where there is, instead of harmony, there's cacophony. There's cacophony. And where there should be consonance, there's dissonance. Where there should be Oneness, there is fragmentation in the areas where he is out of sync. <coughs> and if that's what he walks into Eilam Habo with, that's what he has for eternity. He's coming in with stiras to the Rebbeinah Shalom. Say that better, even more lumdish. The areas of his essence where there are stains on the record prevent him from fully really being present in Eilam Habo. Eilam Habo is a word of being at one with Hashem, being in the presence of the Ziv HaShchina, the divine radiance, and I have to 
be shaykh to that. I have to be able to be a part of that. If, you know, a person comes in as a Baal Lashon Hara that was never worked out, even if, let's say, that's only 30% of who he was, but he's going to come in as, and his, his mouth is going to have to be left behind. He's going to come in as a Baal Mum, right? Good, his eyes and his nose and his ears and his brain and his hands can be double. His mouth is left outside. There can't be Dveikus over there because that's an, an aspect of him which is at odds with the Rebbeinu Shalalim. This is what the Ramchal is saying at the end, that aside from the fact that the system has to work, we can't ignore things, it also does get in the way of the satisfaction and the eternal reward of Ayelam. How about Be'etzim? It gets in the way of Be'etzim. So again, this fellow is a tzaddik. And he's, been, he's a tzaddik because he's been established at meeting the threshold of what it means to be a tzaddik. Al-Piroiv, He's someone that did mitzvahs and ma'isim toivim. And he has a place in Eilam Haba. But, where there could be total harmony and total dveikus, there's going to be in nirvuvia. There's going to be harmony, aspects of him, and cacophony and other aspects, and that's going to interfere for eternity with his ability to really have dveikus with HaKadosh Baruch We can't let that happen. This guy's a tzaddik. Not good for him. We have to do things in the best way possible. We have to make sure he really enjoys the Ayelam Haba that he earned. And in Meila, we have to burn all that off here in this world so he comes in without any stiras. He goes into Ayelam Haba without anything in the way, without any dissonance. He's now in total vibration with the Rebbein Yishalayim, in total harmony. The wavelengths overlap with complete symmetry and beauty. And we see that these two ideas are really, even though they seem to be distinct and each one is valid on its own, they really do blend and mesh with one another, the idea of the system having to work and being, having to be a system of justice and justness and fairness, together with the idea of the tzaddik really needs to, to, to um, enjoy his oilam haba, the two really go hand in hand because it's from within the Rebbein Shalalim's system of tzedek and mishpat that we say we have to set the system up in a way A, that there's accountability for the Averis that he did, but B, allow him to maximize the Olam Haba that he earned. If we would allow him to go into Olam Haba in a way that he's stunted, he's crippled, he has a Baal that he has to leave, you know, appendages and, and uh, limbs outside the door in the tra- in, in, in Prusdor, he has to leave parts of himself behind, then Vaita, the system, doesn't like that. It's not a system of Tzedek but we have to let him earn his reward and enjoy his reward. We have to let him create himself as a Ben Ayelam in a way that he can really, <coughs> that it's going to be in his best interests, even though, so the system of Tzedek is saying, A, we have to deal with things, and B, we have to allow him to really enjoy the Ayelam Haba, appreciate the Ayelam Haba with, <coughs> with, 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 with a, an experience of totality. Okay, so that's very nice. That, that puts the tzaddik together. Therefore, the tzaddik is going to have to um, make that accounting <clears throat> in Olam Hazeh. Now, let's turn, return to the Russia. Let's return to the Russia. And the question was asked yesterday, at the end of Shir, how does Shaykh Bechlal for the Russia to get his reward in this world? A real reward, as we said, 
no, no, we kept emphasizing this idea in Chelek Aleph, that the reward of Oilam Haba is not collecting those aluminum cans and bringing them to the uh, recycling center and cashing them in for, for you know, $11.50. It's not about having those chips, those tokens, and, 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 and converting them to cash when you leave the casino. And not about the skee-ball tickets that you go and trade them in for the giant stuffed panda. Not, that's not Oilam Haba at all. Oilam Haba was created in Oilam Hazet. That's created. So the Rasha is a Rasha, yes, but he has mute Averis. He does have, I'm sorry, he has meat mitzvahs. He has mitzvahs that have, he has done here and there. Those mitzvahs, Lechaira, are mitzvahs that have created Adam Haba. They have created Adam Haba for him. If they have created Adam Haba for him, how on earth can you give Schaer for that in Adam Hazer? How can you do that? How can you do that? How does that work in Lambdas? How taka does it work that we give him something in Eilam Hazeh for something that was a creation of Eilam Haba? Now, that's a very good question. Let's dwell on that for a moment. Ah! And let's speak something out over here. The beginning of the end of understanding everything over here is really this idea of the categorization of all of humanity into Tzadikim and Roshayim. A tzaddik and a rasha. And as the Ramchal said, Oilam Haba is only there for the tzaddik, is not there for the rishayim, and it's known that not all of humanity is going to get into Oilam Haba. Tzaddik gets in, the rasha doesn't get in. What's a tzaddik and what's a rasha? How do you, how do you classify people into these two categories? Our only mahalach is to use the system of roiv. You go based on roiv, the majority actions, the majority of the person's actions are kaveh, they establish this guy is a tzaddik, this guy is a rasha. Roiv, actions are maisim toivim, he's a tzaddik. Roiv, actions are maisim roim, he's a rasha. He's a rasha. <clears throat> That's what establishes who he's going to be and who he is and whether or not he's going to be going to Olam Haba. Now, What does that mean? To be a tzaddik al to be a rasha al to be a roiv tzaddik or a roiv rasha. What does that mean? And, and, and it does sound, it'll seem a little bit arbitrary. Again, if we're trying to maximize humanity's chances for getting to Elam Haba, we should just like, you know, say, okay, well, 51% of your actions will de- determine who you're going to be. And um, that's, you know, that's the cutoff point. So 51% of you, uh, your actions are good. You go to Elam Haba, 51% of your actions are bad. You don't. Why should we do that? Lamaisa, why don't we just say? Any one mitzvah already gives you Adam Haba. Even if you're ninety nine percent Averis, you did one mitzvah, so let that one mitzvah be Adam Haba. This is kinda of similar to the question that was asked yesterday, which is Lamaisa, if he had a, he earned Adam Haba, he earned Adam Haba, right? If he earned it, he earned it. Look, give him his one mitzvah Adam Haba that he earned. Why is it that we're taking this idea of Roiv, Roiv Averis makes you to Russia? No, no, no Adam Haba for you. Roiv Mitzvah makes you to a tzaddik, and, and yes, you do get Adam Haba. Why, why, should, why should it be, you know, dependent on that? So we have to remember something, Rabbi Yisrael, something very significant that also came up in the first Chalik. Oilam Haba is not just about... Of course it's not about cashing and ships, as we just said again now. But it's not just about the more sophisticated take, which is I'm creating my Oilam Haba, I'm building my Oilam Haba, Right here, my mitzvahs are actually what my Olam Haba is, just in potential form. 
There's one more level to, well, to this, which we mentioned in the first chilek, which is, since Eilam Haba, as we just said, is all about Devekus, all about being at one with Hashem, and being as close to Hashem as possible, and as battle to Hashem, as, as um, much as humanly possible, to 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 um, remit and to submit, negate my existence, Hashem's existence. A critical ingredient in that working is my relationship with Hashem. My relationship, the kavana behind everything. Why am I doing mitzvahs? Why am I avoiding averes? Why am I learning Torah? Why am I keeping Shabbos? Why? And when the Rebbeinu Shalom is there in the why, then everything that I do is in, indeed creating and engendering a relationship with the Rebbeinu Shalom. There's a relationship. And there is Dveikos here in this world and the building blocks of the next world. It's all about the Dveikos. When there's no relationship with the Rebbeinu Shalom, it's devoid, it's totally lacking that closeness with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that's not there, Bichlal. There is no Dveikos. I'm doing it, Mitzvah Hanoshem Elumadam. I'm doing it because... I was told to do it because I was instructed to do it. I'm doing it out of guilt. I'm doing it out of fear. I'm doing it out of habit. And and, and there's barely any relation of the Rebbeinu Shalom. There's barely any dveikus going on. How can that be dveikus? Where's the dveikus? If I'm not really doing this to be like Hashem, I don't appreciate what it means to be like Hashem. I'm not trying to be like Hashem. With like Hashem, where's the dveikus? And how can that create dveikus? It creates very little dveikus. So taking that a step further. Oilam <clears throat> Abba is about the tzaddikim enjoying the experience of bonding with the zivashchino, but it has to work be'etzim. It can only work with someone who has established the potential for all that and the interest for all that in this world and in this lifetime. He's already created dveikus for himself. He's lived an entire life of reaching out to Hashem, wanting to be like Hashem, wanting to emulate Hashem, wanting to listen to Hashem with a real passion, with a real interest. Dveikus has already been created. He's someone that can that can have that Nailam Haba. You can have somebody whose life was the very opposite. It's a life of disinterest in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's a life of devaluing any relationship and a life of rebelling against the relationship. A life of not just neglecting the relationship, but a life of turning one's back on that relationship, doing the very opposite of that relationship, pursuing everything but the relationship. You can have chas v'shalom like that, and that's what we call a rasha. A rasha who's a bala virus, is someone who, in this world, in this lifetime, not only failed to work on his Devekos, but again, he was menatek himself from Devekos. He, he, he released himself from Devekos. He ran away from Devekos, and instead of pursuing the relationship with the Rebbein Shalom, he pursued the very opposite. He pursued relationships with everything, but he pursued relationships and lifestyles with, 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 with items, with pursuits, with habits that were completely at odds with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's a Russia. And that's why a Russia can't get into Elam Habo. 
He can't get into the Rabbah because he's unable to have a relationship with the Rebbe Shalom now. It's too late. It's too late. He's someone that is incapable of having another Rabbah. It's not a punishment as much as it's a consequence. There's someone who is incapable of having Dveikus because the Dveikus has to come from someone. There can't be a yesh me'ayin elam haba elam haba, as we keep saying, is about taking what was established, all the potential that was built up in this world, and just releasing it, unlocking it, unleashing it, and taking it to the next level. If it didn't come in this world, in this lifetime, it ain't going to come in the next world. It's too late. The Russia neglected the relationship over here, not just neglected, he made an anti-relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's not shaykh for him to be an elam haba. It's not shaykh for him to have He's someone who him, ran away from that Tveikos. And it's too late for that. Now how do we establish though what's a Tzadik and what's a Russia? Who's going to be that Tzadik? Who's the Russia? Who's the one that can have a relationship? Who's the one that can't? That's Maisa. That's where the Rav comes in. If And again, Rav doesn't mean quantity. Quality is also taken into account. Different times, different Takufas. Weighed differently, are measured differently, count differently, of course. We don't know how to measure these things. But there is a measurement. But whatever that measurement is, Rav is the critical factor, not just, it's not about deciding if you're worthy of getting to the Mabah, it's, it's establishing who you are. Are you someone who is a Bard's Vekos or you're not a Bard's Vekos? Are you someone who is capable of having a relationship with Hashem, which is, did you create a relationship with Hashem? <coughs> Are you someone that was interested in, in, in the Rebbein Shalalim, or were you interested in everything but? That's the Tzaddik versus the Russia. Now, taking that a step further, the Russia is someone who, in this world, in this lifetime, did not create any and ran away from any Dveikos HaKash Baruch Hu. There's no room for him to have Dveikos anymore, because it's about taking the Mensch, taking the Gavra, as he made himself in this world and raising that to the next level, the next world. And this is someone that, in this world, ran away from Dveikas, rebelled against Dveikas, pursued everything but HaKadosh Baruch Hu, it's, it's too late for him now in Elam Haba to have that Dveikas. So this is a guy that really shouldn't be, can't, can't get into Elam Haba, and won't go to Elam Haba, and is not going to Elam Haba. Aye, but he has Miat Mitzvahs. He has Miat Mitzvahs. What do we do with those Miat Mitzvahs? So, we could argue maybe what there's one percent mitzvah, so let him enjoy the Nalamaba, but he can't enjoy Nalamaba because he has no way of entering Alamaba anymore. Alamaba is about the ultimate Dvaikus. He's not shy to that. He can't experience that. So there's no room, first of all, in Svara to say, okay, but give him one percent of Alamaba, it doesn't work. It's not shaykh. He can't get in. The turnstile doesn't work for him. He just can't get in there. Even if he has one percent of mitzvahs. And even if he did those mitzvahs. One percent, he had love for the Rebbeinu good, but that one percent in the end is not enough. It's too little, too late. It's not going to make you into someone who's a ben oylem haba. You're not a ben oylem haba, even with that one percent. So what do we do though? The system can't be unjust. It can't be unfair, and there can't be injustice and an imbalance in the system. What do we do? What do we do with that? We have to have some accounting. We have to have deal with it. Terence says it's accounted for. It's dealt with in this world. We do have to give him. Some kind of schar, and the payoff will be over here. Ah, how do you translate You can't. You can't. But he did do something right, and we do recognize that he did an act 
uh, my, uh, 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 some level, some place, some here, somewhere, and some why he did ma'isim taivim. The reward is given to him in Eilam Haza terms. A, because he can't get anything in Eilam Haba. B, because a Russia, by virtue of the fact that he's defines himself as a Russia and categorizes himself as a Russia, part and parcel of making yourself into a Russia is that, as we said, you ran away from the Vegas, you ran away from the relationship with the Rebunshim, and you pursued relationships with everything else, i.e., all that which is Eilam Hazet. Eilam Hazet is what he was Machshev. He made Eilam Hazet the place to be, the place where all the action is. He made Eilam Hazet his Eilam Haba. Wow. What an elegant idea. What, what, what an amazing Svarvi, but it puts everything together. He made his Eilam Haba is Eilam is, is, is Hazet. That's his personal Eilam Haba. That's what he was Machshev. That's where he put all of his focus, all of his attention, the Russia. In, in making himself into that Russia. And he is someone who has, for himself, personalized a, a, an approach to life where this is where the action is, this is where the geschmack is, and this is where the reward is. So it makes sense to give him his reward. This is the currency that he's created for himself. So A, we can't give him any Eilam Haba because he can't get into Eilam and He can't get into Eilam Haba. B, we have to give him something, otherwise the system is not set in Mishpat. C, so we give him his reward in the currency that he created for himself as reward. And Tzedek and Mishpat has been satisfied. And that's why the Ramchal concludes with saying that the guy can't have any tainas. He can't have any tainas. What does the Ramchal mean with that? He means so much with that. He can't have any complaints against us because A, he really, he, when he complains he should get into the Habab, he can't get into the Habab. That's your fault. He complains he's getting his reward in this world. Yvaita can't have any complaints because he did that to himself. He did everything to himself, and that's what the Ramchal means with saying that the fellow can't have any complaints against us because this is all he's doing. He's doing A, on two levels, that he can't get into the Habab, and B, that his reward now can be measured, and Eilam has that currency. That's Vaiter's own fault because he's the one that gave Hashivas to Eilam has that currency. Okay, that puts the whole thing together over here. That ties up, hopefully, the, the whole Mahalach, what's going on over here in Simon Gimel. And Mirza Hashem, tomorrow we will continue with Dalid. In the meantime, everyone should have an amazing, wonderful, and productive today. Thank you all for joining.